is part of my voice and spent today speaking to third grade through juniors in high school. So there's lots of yelling when you speak for three hours and uh, just communicating to kids and elementary kids and MNSOR. So we're going to continue in our message and series about being a gift. Uh, I want you to think right now who's been a gift to you and how you receive them as a gift, right? Uh, Because we take care of those gifts. So we want to present your present, right? Same word, but the present needs to be present. Gifts are to be lived, not just held on to. You have a gift to say something nice to somebody. God puts it in your heart to say something nice. You withhold that. That is a gift that goes unlived, right? You go ahead and say it and say it. There's there's times where where God will tell me when I've gone to go lay down or headed to the gym, tell Pastor Rita, tell her she did a great job today. And I go, she knows she did a great job. And since y'all been talking, you tell her. And God says, I need you to say it because you need to be the gift that actually lives around her. Amen? Amen. There are times we take for granted uh, the good that people do. And so sometimes their gift isn't that you go do something miraculous. Sometimes your gift is just opening your mouth and saying the right stuff. So present your present. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We want to present our present right? You imagine, did y'all ever have one of those relatives that always had a gift for you, but they never brought it? You have one of those, man, I got a gift for you. Never got it. We have one of those where we have one of those just, you never got it, but, but, but it's like, I'm, but I'm glad you're here, right? How many of you have ever said, man, you don't have to bring anything, just show up. Anybody ever heard that? It's some, that, that's, what, that's what God is asking you. He didn't ask you to bring everything. He didn't ask you to go get perfect. He said, just show up. I'll do the rest. I'll do the rest. I'll, I'll, I'll do the fixing part if, if I can just get you to come. I can get you to be a part. So it's in part of even what we're going to be doing with our men's fellowship. And as men, we're going to challenge ourselves physically, spiritually, and then intellectually. Right? To begin to learn and to grow together because God didn't leave anything out. And he didn't mean for us to leave anything out. So a gift is great when it is given. I am finding out that we have several gifts at our house because Pastor Rita saw that there was a great sale and she bought bunches of gifts that somebody somewhere may need a gift at some point and she want to have one ready. Are any of you operating like this? Do any of you have gifts at your house that are not open, they just in case gifts? So there is something wrong with her. So listen, nobody else is going through that. But I'm amazed, right? And, and every, when I've made fun of that, I've, I've said, honey, you know, I got a, this person who's going through something. Here she comes with a gift to give them. 
And I show up with a gift like automatically and they're going, how did you know? I didn't. She did. There are, listen, there are times when you show up, you don't realize that you are that gift that God has made over and over again, saving you to be there for someone. Saving you to be there for others. So your gift is, is great when it is given, but it is even greater when it remains available to be lived. So it's one thing to get the gift. It's another thing to be able to live in the gift. Okay? Anybody grew up in a house where the sofas were covered in plastic? All right? None of y'all? Okay. We grew up in those. Okay. Two or three of you? Okay. You couldn't sit in there. How about the soap, the decorated soap you can't use? Listen, all that stuff sits there, and then they want you to wash your hands after you use the restroom. We ain't got nothing to clean them with. Right? And, and there's too many decorated gifts that can't be used. Not at our house. We use it all. And I want to be able to tell you that when you, when you start thinking about, man, I, I just want to be a blessing. Do I even matter? Do, do I even amount to anything? And yes, you do. Just you being who you are. Uh, faith without works is dead. And a gift that is not at God's work will not bring forth the life it needs to bring. They ask, so, so crazy me after my third through fifth grade did my silly thing again. Does anybody have any questions you want to ask? Just one little boy, third grader. I said, I, I want to hear from a third grade. Third grader stood up. And I knew I was in trouble when he was like. And I brought in the mic, most respectful little young man. He said, sir, do you ever have down moments? And if so, what do you do to get back up? Yes, that's what I said. Third grade. Third grade. I've been speaking for an hour. But that's your question. I looked at his teacher. I said, what y'all telling this boy? He said, he looked at me. He said, I need to know how to get back up. He said, because, you know, you've been here for an hour. And he says, I get it. But you're going to leave. And I need to know when things don't go well, how to get back up. Right? Third grade. I said, well, here's what I do, you know? And, and I began to just tell him about, you know, I remind myself that this isn't the last of my day. That this one moment, this minute, this hour does not have to be the whole day for me. That though something bad may have happened, I'm going to look to what's good. <laughs> that makes sense. It was approved by a third grader. I think a lot of times we don't want to answer because he caught me off guard because I'm supposed to be there to encourage them. But he wants to know, Mr. You human, I know we all get down. You can't always be a good gift. You sometimes your gift is what people don't want to open. And I'm not going to say that's what y'all. I'm not going to say that at your house you got gifts that haven't been opened because you know who they came from. Listen, we must become vulnerable to be a present for others through the presence of God that strengthens us not to become hurt if others don't accept us for obeying God. So there are a lot of times you're not going to be accepted for obeying God because if you obey God, especially nowadays, because if you obey God, that's crazy talk to obey God, to obey the will of God, to, to pray, to, to love one another, to, to be a blessing to one another. If I was to tell you in our old church and when we're, as we were coming up and we were just uh, door watchers and hostess helpers, 
when our pastor used to have this big thing about going to Africa. You know, and he'd always ask, how many I want, and I'm on the front row now, how many I want to go to Africa? And I'd be on the front row not raising my hand. How many I want to go all over the world? And I'd just be on the front row. And you could tell it was frustrating him, you know. I'm sitting on the front row not raising my hand like everybody else. Like me, they they raised their hand like they were going right then. (laughs) And one time he pulled me to the side and he says, you know, I ask all the time how many people want to go out of the country to preach and minister to people. And you never raise your hand. And I go, nope. He goes, why? (laughs) Why is that? I say, well, because there are people hungry next door. And if we can't go next door, why are we getting plane tickets? He said, all right. Didn't expect that answer. Uh, didn't see it coming. But, but don't you think, right? Why are we going to go out and, and try to say the whole world and we don't, even, we don't even know our neighbor's name? We're not even been a gift to those that we see every day. You know, and again, I'm not against going into all the world. I just want to be for reaching the whole world, right? Because that's a world too. Even as becoming part of that, but your gift has to be present, has to be that gift. It says many people have received a, a, a bad label because they refuse to be the gift or, or of a parent, a friend, and a support. A gift isn't ever about being spectacular, but their greatness surfaces when they are just lived out daily. I just want to be a, a, a good gift daily, right? Right, one of those good gifts daily. Listen to this in, in Acts chapter 9 and verse uh, 10 through 15. Because, again, some of us are about to make some big changes. We're about some decisions we got to make, maybe about our lives, maybe about our careers, maybe about our families. But a big decision. We need to know we're making the right one, right? Because it's tough to go from something you've been doing routinely and daily when God wants to stretch you to do something great, because that thing is unknown. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 10 and starting through verse 15, it says, In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias, here I am, Lord. He answered, get up. Uh, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas and straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, many people have told me about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And now he is here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. Go said the Lord. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. And this, this is cool, right? Paul has been struck. He's blind, blind, but he's somewhere praying. God tells the person, Ananias, you're the answer to what this guy's praying for. He's already seen you showing up. Do not withhold your gift from Paul because this is what's going to help him see. Your gift of obedience, once you become present, once you present yourself, that's going to be the one thing that's going to help him see. It pays to show up, right? It's not enough to just suit up. We got to show up. 
right? Anybody can wear the good Christian t-shirts, but it's showing up when someone needs to move, showing up when somebody is hungry, showing up when someone doesn't feel well, right? I, I, I don't want to just uh, be, and I got a lot of good Christian t-shirts that I don't want to give away because I feel like it's unholy to give them away. Come on, don't act like y'all don't have a bunch of old Christian t-shirts that you don't wear, but you don't want to throw them away because you think you dis, you're defying God. But that t-shirt means nothing if when the person wearing it doesn't live it. Right? We want to make sure we carry on those things. So he says, here I am, Lord. That's probably the greatest gift that you can do is recognize, God, here I am, and God, do what you want to do with me. The greatest response to living our best life in gift form. It was so funny. I'll pass the reader this morning in my first speech with the third through fifth graders. And I, and I, I got into it. I almost said, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Get saved in this speech to the third and fifth graders. As I got into it because these teachers were jumping on it. And they were jumping on board about the fact of, because these kids were, were not, you know, really loving on each other and encouraging each other, but they were jumping on board because their, their principal, this one of the most cold people, they wonder why kids struggle in school. The teachers are doing great. Everybody's happy. But this principal had this horrible demeanor about her. Now y'all sit down. Quit acting like you having fun. I'm like... All right. You know I had some stuff in me that wasn't right. Like, Grinch, can we not let you touch the mic again? You're still in Christmas. Third graders, they're going to ask any kind of questions, right? I said ask any kind of I want any kind of question. Let's get mad because the little girl said, when's your birthday? That's not relative to the speech. Ain't nobody related here. She just want to know how old I am standing up here telling her what to do. The speech, she was just sucking all the fun out. Two of her employees said, how can I learn to do what you do? Never think your job is a gift, right? Because I'm sitting there thinking like, just, just two more hours. <laughs> just two more hours of speaking. That's all I got. And this is the last speech of the year. Just two more hours. They came up to me. They said, I, I want to learn how to do what you do. I, I, I want to know how to do it. I, I know I could do it, I, I, but I want to learn how to do it. And, and the one guy who I thought was, was the most hood of all, most hood of all, you know, just, and he was a teacher, I guess. And he came up to me. He said, man, I almost got an offering bucket and took up an offering. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I thought you were going to rob me. I ain't going to lie. You just look like, you know, you just look like you'd stab someone. It's cool, but he was like, man, that, that, he was like, I needed that. He says, I needed that. And so here we are. I think God uses your gift. Not only did I come for the community of third graders through fifth graders, but their teachers needed it too. They needed to be helped. They need to be encouraged. They need to be empowered. And they needed to be loose to say that you've been there all day. And I know it's great, but they only had me for an hour. I'm leaving. You got to stay. But make sure you show up. Ananias' daily gift was finishing, was the finishing touch. You never know. You're showing up as the finishing touch that somebody needs to grow. To grow. Sobriety. Me sitting in a, a message 
from Love All People, some man taking in a bunch of orphan kids and knowing that, that he is the only thing that looks like a father to them was the one thing that helped me forgive my biological father. Somebody just doing the right thing helped me overcome somebody that didn't do the right thing. Sometimes you just have to see it, right? You got to see it to believe it. We, we were going to do this thing tonight if justice would have been feeling well. We we're going to do this thing. Y'all act like this is happening, okay? So, it's <laughs> so what we were going to do, we were going to video me on the screen, okay? So picture that, okay? Are y'all doing it? No, you're not, Miracle. You got your head down. Pay attention. Quit, you're knitting a whole sweater. Look. Act like I'm up there. Okay? Just act like it. Okay? And so, act like I'm up there. And so you can see my face. Okay, don't even worry about that. Just look at me right here, okay? Because y'all not playing right. Right? And, and so you can see me, right? And, and as you see me, you know that I'm there and helping you, right? And you know that I'm in your presence, right? You can see me. Now, You, I'm about to say you can't see me because I'm going to go back down there, okay? Right? So now you can't see me. Does this mean I'm gone? And just because you can't see God doesn't mean you shouldn't keep hearing his voice. See, sometimes we think I can't see God in my situation, but that doesn't mean he's not there. You just got to live by hearing his voice. John 10, 4 says, I know the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of another I will not listen to. Now, God has stopped showing up in ways that you think you need to see, but he's saying, I don't need to show up anymore. I, you've got my voice. You've got my word. You've got my will. You've got my ways. And just because you can't see me right now in your current situation doesn't mean you don't need to go about being a gift because you've heard me speak to you and I said I'm going to do it. It's going to be done. I am going to fulfill my word. Quit looking for signs and live like a gift. Live like a present. Live like, a, live like someone who, who is being a blessing, right? And, and even be able to get it, right? So never underestimate the power of your gift after you obey from being in God's presence, right? Another third grader, as I said, I said, actions speak louder than I was going to go words. And I say, believe in your heart. And I go, tell, and this school is number one. And I go, and you are number one. Now, now, everybody's sitting down. This one little boy stood up, little gyro looking dude. <laughs> yeah, he just stood up. He just, he wouldn't stop. Like, like I know y'all, all we had to do was have you come show up and stuff. And y'all start singing communion and, and just start. We could have had church right there. Because he stood up, third grader. He just was shaking his head. He's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever said I've won anything. I'm number one right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's third. He's like number one right here. Yes, mister. Yes, mister. Yes, yes. And I was like, I can't get away from it. You come down, come stand with me. You got to show them how to do this. He jumped down off the stage. I mean, jumped down out of the bleachers and, and came down. And he held the mic and said, tell everybody your name. I can't say his name. It was a long name. <laughs> it was something long. It's like, how long, how long to go? Like, how old were you when you learned to spell your name? Like, because I was like 22. I said, if you spell my name, I just jacked it up. 
But he, I said, I said, what made you, what made you do that? No one's ever done that. I said, I've been speaking all my life. No one's ever just done that. He said, mister, I need to know I'm first at something. Dad left me. Mom left me. I need to know I'm first. I was like, why am I here? Why don't y'all just do it? Y'all just do it. He did it so like it was so matter of fact. Like it was all I could do just not to just burst into tears. Right? Somebody, an aunt had to show up. And remind somebody that this is a good gift. And just because his mother may not have been able to take care of him, he just stood there and he, he wouldn't let it go, right? He goes, look, he walked out. When, I, when the thing was over, an angry principal came up. He still walked out with his hands straight up in the air. Best day of my life. Third grade, I'm winning. Winning. And I like, man, as, as children of the most high God, don't ever think you're second place to anything. Like, I took that to the gym. I walked into the gym. <laughs> yes. I did bring an extra change of clothes. I will gym again and shower, number one. Of course, you walk in like that, they always tell you the restrooms are over there because they think that you're <laughs> needing to go. I'm a gift. You think you're a gift. You're a gift. You need to be open. That means if you're a gift and you're going to be open, that means that you've got to be willing to be opened. Got to willing, be willing to be vulnerable. Got to be opened up. Right? Some people want to be a gift, but you can't open it. I, I, I love that. If you gave me a gift here tonight, I'm not opening it to Christmas. She doesn't like that. It's a Christmas gift. Right? Anybody else like that? Like to wait till Christmas Day? All right, you, t you too? Like, like, I do. I want to open a bunch of them. I'm going to wait to Christmas. Pastor Rita's like, they gave it to you on Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. <laughs> open it then. I'm going to open their gift too soon. That gift to marinate. I want to want to open it. All right? I want to open it on Christmas. I, I would say this, and, and don't be like me in your daily gifts. Don't wait to open Open it up daily. Open it up every morning you wake up. Look at the person that's been there by your side. As Pastor Rita said, what's it been? She knew it was 27 years. You act like she didn't know. I mean, the, these years have just flown by like she's been living in bliss. I looked that up before I came to church. Bliss. I think it was a defense that people had they're gonna run a blitz but it means something else <laughs> hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 through 25 y'all stop playing because my voice levels miranda and let us consider how to spur one another on to love and, and good deeds then it good to read the whole bible because if you want, let us, <laughs> let us consider how to spur one another. <laughs> yeah, you go get some cowboy boots and you're walking around kicking people backwards. Spur, I want to encourage you to do good. Encourage you to do good. Uh, those of us with, with our spouses and, and, and spouses encourage us to do good. All right? Encourage us to do good. Usually it's, it's, it's the wives encouraging the men to do good. And so if you're here and you're a guy and you encourage your wife to do good, praise God for you. We love you. Please stay up to church. Teach me how to do it. 
because I never have to tell Pastor Rita to do good. Now, on the other hand, let us not neglect meeting together as some have made, have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. These meetings that we have together come into church, people need to receive your gift. Your gift may release somebody from being blind in a situation. Your gift may release somebody from feeling down about a situation. Your gift. Your gift. It, 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 was, it was cool today, right? Because this one in middle school, all of the middle schoolers, oh, I had to pray. They were straight from, they, I needed prayer. Sixth through eighth grade, they were just, they were wild. And they were buzzing. They taught while I taught. So I'd have to stop and stare. And then they would quiet down. Then the principal, he would get up and he would stare. See, if they'd had the angry principal from the elementary kids, <laughs> that's when I needed her. She was a general. <laughs> but I said, you know, and I said, I said, look, you never know what somebody else is carrying. Never know what someone else is going through. I said, I said, what if I mean I'm here? I mean, said, not what if I'm here? I said, I'm here. And man, I, I've lost siblings. I've buried brothers. I said, is there anybody in this room that's gone through that? And, and only one girl out of all those kids raised her hand. I said, we all we got. And I looked around and I realized nobody else knew she buried a loved one. No one else knew. I said, you guys are talking. She needs to hear what I'm saying. You're stealing. She's already lost a sibling. Now you're stealing. It got just like this. It got really quiet. You know, like, sometimes you just have to bring it home and just kind of smash it in there. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, I'm, I'm laughing like, yeah, and then sometimes I got to, uh. And then I went into this whole, this is who you are. You're mature enough to listen. You're mature enough to be quiet. So once they start doing it, I start encouraging them. Then it became a competition. I don't think they heard a word I said after that because they were competing not to talk. So I don't know if I did any good or not. They were like, making signals with one another. There are times, right? Man, I just need to know that you're going to be able to be there for me. Understand that what I'm going through and what you're going through, we can go together. Shared pain is easier to deal with. Divided pain isn't so heavy. If I can share my situation with you, we're going to be okay. I, I really, I can't wait to do the white t-shirt thing. White t-shirt, like, like, like and just stain everybody else's shirt, and they're going to come hug me, and we're going to carry all that stuff. And I don't carry your stain, you carry my stain. Now that way we can't judge each other because we're carrying each other. Right? That's the best way not to be judgmental is when you're willing to open up and say, you carry what I carry and I carry what you carry. We carry together. I want to stain my children with carrying out that trash. <laughs> Love them. Coming to church is violently important to me. Because like iron sharpens iron, I honestly believe that gifts shape gifts when they come together in the unity of the faith. Now, a fight 
to get into the presence of God with other believers is preparing your gift to fight for someone else to believe in God's plan for their life. Fight to get in the presence of God. Fight to love on them. As people need hope, so does their gifts. Many people are sitting on the sidelines gifted but hopeless, and their life is lifeless. So I'm gifted, but I'm hopeless, and I don't know how to use my gift. We want to make sure that we pull that gift out. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 through 23, we'll end with this. And we're all going to run out of here together. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, I thought Pastor Rita was going to start stealing my stuff. when she started talking about you can love something more. And if you're not loving God first, you're loving it too much. I always like to say this. If you're doing something that I didn't ask you to do, you're doing it wrong. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your vision is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your vision is poor, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Right? Let me, let me sum that up. Have you ever talked to a negative person? They always negative. They the darkness. You ever talk to that person that's positive? Like, whoa, we can do it. We can get up. Yes. Full of light. But if you got Eeyore as a friend, oh, no. We got to breathe all day. It's like, like, what's the deal? He says, if you know how, if you would, and, and this happens to us all, right? Because if we've ever been hurt, if someone's ever let us down, we don't want to bring our gift to the table. We bring our investigation. You ever somebody come around, you're like, what they want? Why are they here? Uh, they borrowing stuff again? There go to sugar. We, always knew, we had one neighbor that we knew when they came over, it was sugar. It was all, they was always out of sugar. Right? It's just like, oh, here it goes. There go the sugar. And, and, and God says, as believers, we shouldn't be that way. We should look at the light of people. Here comes a child of the most high God who may be out of sugar today, but one day they too shall contain their own sugar. One day they're going to do it. You, if you don't stop investigating and you don't quit looking for things that are wrong, you're going to miss out on how right you can be. You're going to miss out on the opportunity to trust someone who's trying to show you that they love you and that they're sorry and that they want to get better. We want to make sure that we get that. So, so what we give weight to is what we will believe to have worth and value in. So what I give weight to, I'm going to have more value in it. If I worth that. Now, listen, I, I claim to be a healthy person. It's not true. It's not true. I, I love to work out, but I don't like to eat right. Anybody here? I love to get up and run, but I love cookies in the midnight hour. And now I got a bunch of efforts that show no results, right? Because I got all of these efforts, but what I'm putting in me renders them useless. And then some evil human being on an infomercial said, for fitness, you can't outwork a bad diet.
you can't, I'm sorry to get on y'all. And right when we smelling brookies, I don't know what, I'm so sorry. We didn't ask them to bake them, but to the left, whatever. Why would y'all do that? Fundraiser. You know what's raising? Look, this is what this raising. Raising my body. It was a fundraiser. But see how great is that darkness? Learning on our spiritual gifts or leaning on our spiritual gifts. Learning on them. Leaning on our spiritual gifts gives weight to the word and keeps us from being blown around by setbacks and frustrations. Now, I wrote this last night. As I entered into that school, I was like, I'm a present. I'm a gift. I'm a gift to them. And, and, and as, they, as I was beginning to talk, I realized they started becoming gifts back. Just like the little boy would ask, Mr., when you, go, when you get down, uh, uh, what do you do to get back up? How does it work? How does it work when you get there? Help me to see a better light. As believers, we are all suited with a gift as God has poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Joel 2.28. When that flesh has received eternal life, the gift that takes on an eternal to bless others. Okay? God's going to put you before people. He's going to give you the exact right words to say. You got family members that are not speaking to each other. You got loved ones that have never spoken. They're mad. They're angry. Uh, you get together at, at, at a holiday time. You get together at a dinner time. It's uncomfortable. Right? Y'all don't have a set of twins in your family that breaks that uncomfortableness. Tony and I used to do it all the time. And we say to our aunt all the time, oh, you don't want to be here? You're going to be taking food today? <laughs> but you know when you got them in there and they're mad and they're angry and they're ruining everything that you put together, this is the day. Pray, God, help me to be a gift. Help me to get them to open up a gift so that they can get along with the whole family this time. Don't hide your gift and say, oh, I just don't want to get into it. You don't have to get into it, but you make sure your gift is available. Make sure that they can see it each and every time they see you, right? And going to be something to open. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. We got this.